Previously on In My Mind, Everybody Knows Chris. It's your boy, C. Will Holler, a.k.a. the Podfather, a.k.a. the Professional Conversationalist, a.k.a. the hardest working man in podcasting, coming to you with a new podcasting message. Love is. What is love? <laughs> it's one of my favorite songs by my boy Howard Jones. What is love? Tina Turner said, or asked the question, what's love got to do with it? And I think a lot of us, um, as we continue to live this thing called life and explore the many different opportunities and definitions of what love is, I don't think we really can fully fathom what that is unless we go through some hardship. You know, I think it's really easy when things are easy to say you're in love or you love someone, you know, when nobody's putting the pressure on you, it's easy to say you love them, you know, or if whatever the situation may be, whether it's a job opportunity or, you know, being an entrepreneur, it's easy to say you love something when there's no pressure applied. But when the pressure's on, you know, when the heat is up, you know, that's when you really find out if you love something. Um, I know myself, I ask myself this question all the time. It's your boy C. Will Holler, a.k.a. The Pod Father, a.k.a. The Professional Conversationalist, a.k.a. The Hardest Working Man in Podcasting. And you are now listening to In My Mind, Everybody Knows Chris. Enjoy.
note to self. Hold it. He's yelling behind us. Taz is like, wait a minute. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here, Chad. I'm the greatest thing that ever lived. I don't have a mark on my face. And I'm upset, son, and listen. And I just turned 22 years old. I must be the greatest. I told the world. I talk to God every day. If God's with me, can't nobody be against me, son. I shook up the world. I know God. I know the real God. Cassius, wait a minute. Wait a minute, Cassius. Let me ask you this now. You told me when you visited in Los Angeles, you could do it in eight. Well, you thought Sonny and figured Sonny was great. How I come you did it in six or seven? You did it in seven. I had him going in eighth. I was getting ready to take him in the eighth, as you can see. But the man stopped it just to keep from making me look so great. Right. I see. Now, give us that poetry on number seven. He wanted to go to heaven, so I took him in seven. You took him in seven. I am the king of the world. Hold it, hold it, hold I'm it. I'm pretty. Hold it. You're not that pretty. I'm a bad man. Wait, wait. I shook up the world. I shook up the world. Uh, I shook up the world. Wait a minute, Cash. Wait a minute. Hold you it. must listen to me. Now listen. I am the devil. All right, hold it. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, I must tell you this. I can't be beat. Joe. Uh, hold it. Hold it. They're going to I don't think so. All right, tell us this. All right, Cash. Thank you. Thank you, Cash is Clay, the heavyweight champion. Let's get our champion, Joe Lewis, over here as the camera follows Cash is Clay. Joe. It's your boy, C. Will Holler, a.k.a. the Podfather, a.k.a. the Professional Conversationalist, a.k.a. the hardest working man in podcasting, coming to you with another podcasting message. This is episode 52, season 2 of In My Mind, Everybody Knows Chris. Welcome, welcome, welcome. In today's episode, I'm going to title this, I Shook Up the World. And I was recently watching a documentary on HBO produced by Maverick Carter and LeBron James uh, on the late, great Muhammad Ali, also known as Cassius Clay, but better known as Muhammad Ali, or better known as the GOAT, the greatest of all time. And this term, like many other terms in today's society, is getting tossed around. This person's the GOAT, that person's the GOAT. And the reason why I say Ali is the GOAT is because he really did shake up the world. And he shook up the world not only in his words, but more importantly, with his actions and his deeds. This dude was a selfish, a selfless humanitarian. Like, he really put everything on the line at the height of his career. 
know, and I know people have compared, you know, other great sportsmen and sportswomen to Muhammad Ali. But this dude literally and really and fantastically put his money where his mouth was. You know, they used to call him the lip. And the reason why Ali is the GOAT is he was willing to protest the Vietnam War. He was willing to stand up and protest bigotry and racism in this country at a time when black men were publicly getting shot. You know, Muhammad Ali, um, just, he really put everything on the forefront. He got shot. I mean, he, he, he shook up the world during a time when Martin Luther King was shot, Malcolm X was shot. Now, these men weren't shot at the time, or they had not been shot at the time when he made this proclamation of shaking up the world, but his actions set about a trend that to me goes really, really under-noticed and under-appreciated in terms of black male pride in this country. And not pride in a sense of being better than someone else, but pride in a sense is knowing that you matter, knowing that you count, knowing that you are present. Um, and this was definitely a movement back in the 60s. I mean, you had Jim Brown, you had Muhammad Ali, you had, you know, um, who, names escape me, you had Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, at that time he was Lou Alcindor, you had Bill Russell, you had a tremendous, you had James Brown, not Jim Brown, but James Brown, the entertainer, you had Sam Cooke, you had a lot of predominantly black, a lot of predominant black men who dominated sports and entertainment at the time in that day in the 60s when being black and proud wasn't popular like being black and proud used to mean death right so it's very phenomenal that this young african-american man this young black man because people forget how young ali was at the time when he made this proclamation, I want to say he was in his early 20s, might have been as young as 22, when he made the proclamation of shaking up the world. And the reason why I wanted to not only talk about this as it pertains to my life years later, but I wanted to talk about it as it's a pertinent issue and just knowledge of self and love of self. Being confident enough to state a fact of the matter that you matter. And I think when people hear someone say, make these types of proclamation proclamations, they think that the person is being selfish and arrogant and conceited. And I can see how that can come off, but think about this. If you don't believe in yourself, how can you expect anyone else to believe in you? If you don't have confidence in your own abilities, but you expect others to have confidence in your abilities. I made a proclamation to my boy Shelton before I went and applied for this job. We were on the phone. He was on his way from work and I was sitting on the couch at home. And I told Shelton, I said, you know, the next time I get a job interview, I'm not going to talk about my qualifications. I'm not going to do it. 
I mean, that's what the resume is for. And that's why the people have the resume. I'm not going to state out a list of the things that I've done, but I'm going to state a list of things that I'm going to do. Things that I can't put on my resume because these are things that I haven't done, but I'm going to make a proclamation. In fact, I'm going to shake up the world. And I told Shelton, I said, you know, I'm not going to talk about my qualifications. I'm going to just make the case on why I'm the best guy for the job. And I did that. And guess what? I got the job. I got the opportunity. I shook up the world. Even so much to the point where Shelton had an opportunity for a new job. And he said, Chris, he called me back about three or four days later and said, Chris, man, thank you for that message. And I was like, what message? (laughs) And he said, you know, the one where you said when you wasn't going to talk about your qualifications, you was just going to simply make the case on why you're the best man for the job. I said, oh, okay. And he said, man, I actually went in and did that same thing on this last interview that I had, man. And he said, they gave me the job. I said, what? He was like, yeah, man. He was like, that's crazy. He was like, when you said it, he said something just registered within my being. Something just registered within my spirit that when you said that, because it all made sense, it made all the sense in the world. And I'm only simply stating the fact that we go through this thing called life expecting others to care for us and others to make room for us and others to consider us. When we don't care for ourselves, when we don't make room for ourselves, when we don't consider ourselves, the Bible say your gifts make room for you and put you in the presence of great men. But how can your gifts make room for you if you're not putting the gifts to, your gifts to use? And the reason why I said I'm not going to talk about my qualifications is because obviously I'm qualified. You can tell by the resume. You can tell by checking my references. There are ways that you can check a person's qualifications prior to the interview if you really wanted to. I mean, we have LinkedIn, we have resumes, we have reference checks, we have networking. We have a thousand ways to run a person's credit before that person actually applies for a job. So we have tons of filters to know if someone is qualified prior to that person coming in for this interview. But I think, selfishly speaking, we still want to see that person sweat. We still want to see that person tap dance. And we got to be careful of of, of this. Now, I'm all for people earning their key. I'm all for people earning their position. But don't make anybody sweat for the position. Don't make anybody jump or leap or be uncomfortable if you don't have any intention on hiring that person. Because to me, that's just wrong. But simply giving a person the opportunity to state their claim, make their case on why they're the best person. Now that, I'm all up for that. And sometimes people will be qualified and sometimes they won't. And I think that will come out in the conversation because I don't even think it really matters if a person is technically qualified for a job. I think the most important piece is their emotional intelligence, their emotional maturity, and their likability and personality. Because sometimes you could be technically qualified for a job, you just could be a shithead or, a, you know, an asshole. And just people don't want to work with you. And you got to be accountable accountable for that. You, We can't expect, if we look at the current political environment right now, 
we're expecting an entire nation, i.e., yay, the world, to cater to this asshole that happens to sit in 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue right now. And I don't know what kind of bizarro banana republic government that we're trying to shape this democracy into, but it ain't gonna work. Because the government has to bend to the will of the people. We've seen this time and time and time and time again throughout history, not in no make-believe stories, not in no Game of Thrones type shit. Like we've seen this in history where people rise up when they're being oppressed. People retaliate when they're being trampled upon. I mean, it's the reason why they suppress those slavery of, uh, you know, upheavals and those slave revolts in the history books because they don't want black people to know that most slaves just wasn't with that shit. No, they'll give you the old step and fetch it story about how slaves were weak and, and dumb and you know, just docile creatures, savages. And I, it, think about that. How can you be weak, lazy, and dumb and also a savage and a, crim, a criminal mastermind at the same time? Look at the depiction and the picture that they paint for black people in this country. You lazy, good for nothing, unintelligent, but on the other hand, you're a criminal mastermind you know, concocting these criminal organizations that are just trafficking women and drugs and guns. When we don't own any manufacturing companies, we don't own no land in this country. We, we don't make up any type of percentage on the wealth scale, but we can have all these criminal enterprises going on. So you got to pay attention to what people are saying. That's why I paid attention to what Ali was saying. When he said he shook up the world, actually, and he said this, this was a proclamation. This was not something he said after the fight, even though the speech came after the fight. His mindset was made up going into the fight. And that's what I'm imploring anybody listening to this podcast. And I don't care what color you are. It's not about ethnicity, race or nationality or gender or orientation. Just make your mind up on who you who you want to be and what you want to do with your life. Just make your mind up. Don't worry about what other people got going on. Don't worry about what other people are saying and doing. That's their life. You got to let them pay for their, their life. And you got to pay for your life. You got to make your mind up on what you want to do. And who you want to be. You know, my boy Blanchett just did a podcast a couple weeks ago. Asking a great question. Which one is greater, purpose or plan? Now, everyone would say... The purpose is greater than the plan, but after listening to him, I would have to agree with him that the plan has to be greater than the purpose because everyone does have a purpose, whether they want to admit it or not, whether they know it or not. Everyone on this planet has a purpose, but not everyone has a plan. And one thing's for sure and two things for certain that we know about this thing called life. Those who fail to plan, plan to fail. So you got to have a plan. And that's what I believe Ali went into that fight with. He went into that fight with a game plan. He had a plan. And in that plan, he fulfilled his purpose. And in fulfilling his purpose, he became the greatest. And I 
think that is the same type of calling that we have to have, not in our lives, but on our lives. See, in your life it is an everyday, day in, day out type of thing, but on your life is your greater purpose, your greater reason for being here. And I think the reason why people don't have a plan is because they understand what their purpose is. And some of us, I know. I'm not afraid to admit it that this was me at one point in time. I definitely did cower away from my purpose. I selfishly admitted on several occasions of running the other way, running away from my purpose, not trying to fulfill my purpose. I mean, there are countless stories about this time and time. Jonah in the well. Jonah was trying to run away from his purpose. Even Jesus sweat blood because... He was at that moment where he understood what his real purpose was. And having a purpose comes at a cost. But I think not fulfilling your purpose is the greater cost. Message! QOTP And for today's quote of the podcast... I want to say, you can't have success without progress, and you can't have progress without a process. And the reason why I say you can't have success without progress, because in order to achieve any amount of success, you have to be able to show improvement along the way, because you have a starting point and then you have an ending point. And along that pathway will be your progression, right? And I don't believe you can have progression or progress without a process, meaning you have to come up with an equation, uh, one, two, three step, you know, type of scheme and make that thing repeatable because that's the definition of a process. You know, something that you, some kind of schematic that you set up that can be repeated, And when you look at all of these things, they go hand in hand. Um, I said earlier that a plan supersedes your purpose. And the plan is just a scheme that's set up for you to achieve and fulfill your purpose. And as you've heard a million times before, even early on this podcast, those who fail to plan, plan to fail. You know, and even I'll go above and beyond that and say those people who have goals, right, and don't have a plan, think about what that means. I've heard it says a goal without a plan is just a wish. So most of us don't have plans. We just have a bunch of wishes, (laughs) a bunch of hopes and dreams. And there's nothing wrong with being aspirational about your life. I think, yes, that's definitely what sets us up to reach for the stars, having aspirations, having wishes, having hopes and dreams. But these these things, to me, your hopes and wishes and dreams are the things that you want to do in life that just stuck in the ether. Having a real concrete plan and a real concrete process where you can make some actual progress will help you achieve your goals and, you know, ultimately fulfilling your purpose. And I'm not saying all all plans are well laid. You know, as they say, all well laid plans don't get you laid the way you plan. You know, there's a million sayings around these things. But these are just some quick, you know, things that you could lay out for yourself that to make sure that you're constantly progressing in life. You know, life is moving forward whether we are or not. You know, 
this thing is always moving forward. You know, money come and go, people come and go, things come and go, jobs come and go. Time is the only thing that just goes. So in order to not, not save time, because there's no such thing, time only goes, so you can't save it. But in order to add value to your time and maximize your time, because there are definitely things that you can do to add value to your time and maximize your time, um, having a plan helps you do this because it strips away the bullshit. It mitigates and minimizes the background noise, the minutiae, things that kind of steal time away from you, you know. I heard my boy say one time that he felt like he wasted time. And I asked him a simple question. I said, well, did you walk away with any lessons in any of that time that you feel like you wasted? And he said, yeah. And I said, it wasn't wasted time. And I said this in a previous podcast. You know, wasting time ain't the same as time wasted. You know. So, again, you cannot have success without progress. And you can't have progress without a process. And a goal without a plan is just a wish. So let's turn those wishes into wisdom. You know, let's turn these plans into progress. To infinity and beyond. Y'all enjoy.